Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. There you were. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, and also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good, Gabe. It's been a long week, I think, for everybody. Didn't yes. help that the Tigers collapsed last night. I was just reflecting about on it. I ate hot dogs on consecutive days uh, this week. Uh, from Today was a Costco hot dog, uh, which I enjoy. That's a damn good hot dog. Today I went there because I had to buy water. And so, uh, so a Costco hot dog. Yesterday, though, that was a low moment. Yesterday, you know the uh, the gas station at Cooper and Central. Yes. You know, right there, the one that's right there. Uh huh. I bought I bought a I bought a hot dog there yesterday, and Doritos, and I ate it in the car. That's what it's. It's just that kind of a week, you know. And the bun was stale. So, uh, and then I watched the Tigers lose. So I'm glad this week is winding down. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, so since you brought up Costco hot dogs, have you seen the guy who uh, ate nothing but Costco hot dogs for a week? And he lost four and a half pounds. He only uh, spent forty three fifty. He had 29 hot dogs, I think, was his final tally. Um, and apparently he, he's a millennial like me. The average millennial really? spends like $143 per week on food. So apparently the, well, the Costco hot dog diet is trending. It's hot right now. Well, there was the guy in Philadelphia who ate nothing but rotisserie chickens for a while, right? Like th- there was that guy. Do you remember that guy? Yes. I do think, like, I, uh, it, was, it was me and Claire went to Costco. Claire and I, whatever. And it's pretty awesome. Like, I bought her lunch because that's the kind of generous guy I am. And two hot dogs, two drinks. You know, whatever. I think it was three dollars and ten cents or something. It's just like that's great. Now, I don't think eating that all week would lend itself towards peak health. Right. I'm not a nutritionist, but I, that would be my guess. And uh, so, I think a, a week See, of that would probably be excessive, but it certainly would be easy on the budget. Yeah. The 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 rotisserie chicken. You could at least like. I know he was probably just eating the rotisserie chicken as it's uh, like by itself. 
But you could like yeah. you could repurpose it. Hot dog you can't repurpose. Unless you're into like the yeah, mac and cheese, eat. the craft yeah. mac and cheese with, <laughs> right. with cut up hot dogs in it. Yeah, you can cut up the hot dog and put the crab mac and cheese. What else can you do with the hot dog? That's there's not a lot else. You could put you could you know what you could you could put it in a, a Pillsbury little bun thing and let it rise in the oven, and then you'd have a uh, a pig in a blanket. Okay, you could do that with a hot dog. Well, you just throw uh, away the bun. And uh, well, I mean, again, like it, if you're eating the rotisserie chicken and repurposing it, you're presumably using other other things, and so we're not counting that, right? But anyway, so yeah. Uh, Long week. It's been a long week. Yes. I, ter- I, I said last night that I bailed out of you because in a hurry because I had to go work that I was worried about them slipping and falling on their keister. And sure enough, they did. Seventy four, seventy three. It was a horrifying um, to watch. Uh, one more loss like that, and we may need a stupid effing question from you. Yeah. Right. It is weird. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is funny. Like I have not been to a Penny press conference, and so I could maybe I should take the blame for this. I have not been to a Penny press conference all year long because I don't primarily write sports anymore. I wasn't going last night to write a sports column. I was going to write a column about all these intrepid souls in from the cold. They literally pulled the anthem singer from the crowd. <laughs> I mean, it was just a great scene. All these people showing up in the, you know, in this storm. And that's what I was going to, I wasn't going to, even last night, I wasn't going to go to the press conference, but then Tim Buckley, who writes columns for us, he couldn't make it. And then the game turned out the way it did. And I'm like, well, someone's got to write about this. I mean, Parth was writing about it from the beat writer perspective. And so it, it did strike me as this is the first Penny Presser I've been to all year long. And it reminded me of the one two years ago. Like it was, it was, what, it's today the 18th? That was, I think, the 20th that, that they mm-hmm. lost to SMU. And there was that meltdown. And so, you know, you can make the argument that, yeah, maybe this is just the annual penny, you know, moment of crisis. It was weird for me to, to then be there for that. I didn't ask a question. I just sat down and, <laughs> and, 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 and let other people ask the questions and type. And, and I was, I have to say, even though Penny is not like other coaches and how, and how transparent he is on, in these pressers, even I was sort of gobsmacked by by what he said last night. Now, I know all of it probably is concerning. What was the most concerning thing you heard? Like, yeah, he was asked, is this going to be a wake-up call? He says, I don't know. He says, with all the inner things happening on the team, there's so much going on that you can't play certain groups together. And then uh, you, you play groups that might not be as cohesive. You have a communication issue. I, I thought it was interesting. That was in response to... Uh, the closing lineup with Malcolm Dandridge not yeah. being in there for, what, nine minutes at the end of the game. Like, what really struck you? What was the most uh, I mean, damning I, answer? I, I've literally never heard a coach. Now, it, it probably has been true that coach, this has happened before, but I've never heard a coach say, I can't play certain players with other players, N- not because not, there's not enough shooting or not enough size, or, because of reasons of toxicity, which was the clear implication there. I, like certain players just won't play with each other. And so I can't play them together. I've literally never heard a coach say that. And so for him to just come out and say, I got to pick my combinations because some people won't play with each other, which is the, what the gist of it, it is kind of crazy, literally unprecedented. I've never heard a coach say that in my entire career of uh, covering sports. And I'd never heard a coach say that 
uh, you know, in my life as a sports fan. Now, uh, who do you think the guilty parties are there, though? I mean, uh, Naquan Tomlin and Malcolm Dandridge on the floor at the same time. They they shared a few minutes last night, not a bunch. Did, I, I, did they share a think Well, so I think, well, well, first of all, about that, the problem with, the, the, the problem with, like, what Penny said last night in terms of being vague about it, saying it and yet being vague about it, is it casts suspicion on everybody. Yes. Right? It's like... You leave it, everybody it, to speculate. It, yeah. It, if you... I mean, it, it seems unfair to actually name call. Like, so-and-so isn't... You know, that seems like throwing a player under the bus. Right. But if you don't identify who it is, we're all sitting here thinking, well, I think the crappy teammate is X or I think the crappy teammate is Y, or I think the... And so it does. It casts suspicion on everybody. And that's sort of unfair to everybody. And so here we are speculating. But it's the natural thing to do. And yes, given that it was in response to a question about the last possession, the last defensive possession, and given that the, the hallmark of that possession was um, was Naquan Tomlin, you know, leaving his man uh, and, uh, and, and a miscommunication issue... And Penny talking about who won't play with who, it sounds like, again, this is total speculation, but it's been speculated all day on these airwaves. It sounds like, and it would stand to reason, that it would be an issue between Nakon, Naquan Tomlin and Malcolm Dandridge, doesn't it? I mean, I, that, yeah. that, is the, that is the obvious thing to point to. Um, it is interesting that Naquan Tom, that Tomlin is the guy that they, the one player that they did bring to the press conference. So it suggests that Penny wasn't actually irked at him. Um, suggests that he was honestly irked at Malcolm. Yeah. That, but- that's what, that, that, that's what it, that, that, now Tomlin was terrible. Last night. <laughs> he was Jack not good. Threes, Jack and threes. Defensively and five, you know, the, the, bad. The technical, defensively, you know, um, and it, and, and so I'm not at all, but it was interesting that he came to the presser so normally a player who's, you know, out of favor in the doghouse isn't coming, isn't the, right. one, the one guy that Penny would pick to come to the presser. Again, I feel a little uneasy speculating about this because it is just speculation, but that's what happens when Penny opens the door to it in the way that he did. And if we're being completely honest about last night, losing the rebounding battle, the issues Naquan Tomlin had, Malcolm should have played more than 12 minutes. Like I I, 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 have no doubts about that. He was—he's your best rebounder. You needed to end possessions. You gave them too many second chance opportunities. Who's better than Malcolm at at, at yeah, trying to alleviate those issues? You need some issues. energy. You need some passion. You needed some, and 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 Nicholas Jordan, who's been really actually very good, um, you know, contributing winning plays throughout the season, timely winning plays throughout the season. He was not making winning plays right. last night, and. Um, and so you're 100%. It feels like Malcolm should have been out there, and it feels like Penny made the decision. It feels like, you know, we don't know, but it feels like Penny made the decision not to play Malcolm because he couldn't play Malcolm, you know, I think probably with Tomlin. And if he can't play, and then he was saying, fine, if you don't want to you know that, I'll just you can sit here. I, I, again, total speculation, but it, it, it does seem to be where this would point, right? Yes, 100%. Now, I have some worry about this team in regards to what Penny said. But still, where they're at is pretty damn favorable. We had we had Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology come out. He still has him as a five seed in Spokane. We're going to get Jerry Palms here before long. Still seems like they're in favor. But that that razor that 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 
margins going to be razor thin for the rest of the year, it feels like. And, and coming up on Sunday, you do not want to drop two in a row. And I think that that game, if, if the, the second half against South Florida is any, any indication, that's another game you could slip up on pretty substantially. That was one in the preseason. I sort of circled as, okay, this is scary. Ron Hunter has always sort of had Penny Hardaway's yeah. number besides the AAC tournament last year. Yeah, it's funny. I think because of the way they lost, I feel better about that game in a way. Like, I suppose it's possible that they could now implode, you know, now that it's all out in the open, that it could, that we could, they could just implode. I'm not saying that they're going to learn their lesson once and for all and will never have another casual moment or another casual half or whatever else. I don't think that's probably, I don't believe that. But do I believe that they will be tightly focused on, on getting that win? I do. Like I, mm-hmm. I do think that there, there will be a renewed commitment um, to doing all the good things. And then here's the other thing. Let's not forget they were up. I mean, the, the fact that they were up by 20 and lost is an indictment. But let's not forget that they were up by 20. Yeah, like, right. It's a freaking talented team. Um, it just is. And they had obviously yeah, – I, mean, I think everyone is a little bit to blame. Like the truth of the matter is, is that Penny threw out a lineup at the end of the first half that didn't help, that, that you know, they made a little run to get it to 15. And so I, I, I put that on Penny a little bit. I think that gave him a little confidence. Still, they extended the lead to 20 in the second half. And then it was just total nonchalance. Yep. I, mean, they, I thought, I thought, they, they, I thought Penny, like we talk about emotional lows with the players, I thought Penny had it himself too. Yeah. He, he took 100%. off the pressure. He didn't really stop the game when South Florida was going on a run when they had that one through one zone going. They only had, what, eight assists last night? He didn't pull them to the side and say, all right, guys, let's share the ball. Let's try to beat this one through one zone. Let's go to the bucket. You know, like they, literally they're settling for threes all the second half. Yeah. Um, 12, 12 two-point shots in the entire second half. Three assists in the entire second half. Like, like at some point you read in the riot act, don't you? Like, you're just saying, hey, yo, Bo, you know, we're going to, I don't mean, I'm not a coach, but, you know, you would think. So, yes, I think, and, and to that extent, by the way, Penny did say that. Penny did say that that was on him. He doesn't just blame the players. He does actually blame the players. He often yes. says, we had a plan. We had a good plan. They just stopped acting the plan. But then he also says things like, that's on me. And he said that again last night. Yeah. Now, um, on to the Grizzlies. I thought it was, you know, they lost by, what, 15? <laughs> but I, I thought it was still relatively encouraging. It was way closer than that. It was five-point lead for the Grizzlies heading into the fourth. Um, but what we, what we all expect to happen against good teams, the starters were fine. Because the you know you're bringing your best bench players to start. I thought John Conchar was phenomenal last night. I thought he was really good. But the bench is absolutely dreadful. It is absolutely right. horrible. And Connor and I had a pretty lengthy discussion off the top of the show today. Watching that game last night, I've seen Zaire Williams play bad basketball. Like I have. That was dreadful. I, he brought down the rest of that second group. I don't want to pile on the kid. I don't right. want to go after him. But I am I am very very close to the point of just like no return with him. You're ready to completely well, pull it, the plug. Yeah. What, what's interesting? First of all, I didn't I didn't really see any of it because I was right. I was working and then yeah. I was writing, and so I'll take your word for it. Obviously, Jaron's foul trouble uh, didn't help um, last night. I think the interesting thing about about you know all these wing players is if you want to ultimately 
you know, uh, get, get rid of a fry. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Um, you know, clean up the roster a little bit. Clean up the clean up the, the payroll a little bit. You sort of wonder, well, who can we get rid of who someone might value, who you don't have? Like, if you wanted somebody to take John Contra off your hands, you'd have to attach some value to him because he's got three yeah. years after this, right? So you couldn't. You, you you literally have to pay someone to take him. Does Z- Zaire might have enough ability. I'm not sure they're ready to move off of him, but he might have enough ability. Might be well enough thought of by by some team that was going to draft him. Well, they might be young enough that you could offload him without paying a price. I'm not saying you'd get much back, but someone might be willing to take him off your hands. And it is a question: Are we there with him now? I think I, I'm there. For nothing. I'm I'm just about there, and maybe he needs a change of scenery. That's another discussion we need to have. Maybe he needs to find somewhere else to go, and uh, where 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 there's more time to develop. This team's ready to win by the time we get into next year, and I don't know if he fits that plan at all. Him or you want, to to you want him to go to Washington? <laughs> <laughs> I don't wish you know, that on anybody, but if there's a good Jordan return for the Grizzlies, why not? Why not? <laughs> right. Yes. Right but, of the nation's capital. but Jeff, appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right. Have a good weekend. See you. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X Daily Memphian Columnist. Also, Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Now, Oxbow, family owned and operated retail store that has been in Memphis for over a decade, and they always serve you. 964 June Road is where you can find them, conveniently located off of Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. Uh, right as you get to 240, make sure you get over there. Two-story storefront. Uh, you're going to love what you see when you get in there. You're going to be met with a kind, friendly staff. You're going to be met by Earl the Dog, A-list celebrity in the city of Memphis. Give him a pat on the head. Say Gabe sent you. Um, but when you get in there, they have great clothing for you. They have the best brands. They have Genteel, Free Fly, Fair Harbor, uh, Duckhead, Mizzen and Maine. Um, they have great sports memorabilia for your diehard fans out there. They have vintage vinyl. They have cups, koozies, coolers for all of you diehard fans that go out there and tailgate. Um, they have your best team brands, too. They have the Grizzlies. They have uh, Tigers, Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas. Make sure you get over to 964 June Road off Poplar on June Road behind the Amico Station. And if you don't want to get into store, and I know you, there's a lot of people who do the online shopping, make sure you go online at shopoxbow.com. Uh, that's where you can find all of their stuff online. And when you go to shopoxbow.com, I give back. I have a promo code. When you go to check out, use my promo code, The Gabe Show. All caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show. And you'll get 20% off your online order at shopoxbow.com. 
Junerobe.com. But whether it's online or in store at 964 June Road, remember to shop local, shop Oxbow. Now it's time to talk about some NFL. I'm going to do uh, NFL divisional round matchups in three words or less, but also we'll take a trip around the National Football League as there is some serious coaching carousel discussions to be had next, right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Las Vegas Raiders. So let's start with the Raiders because they've officially made a coaching hire. They're trying to finalize a deal right now for Antonio Pierce, who is the interim head coach. He was a linebacker's coach before Josh McDaniels got fired. Um, But I think this is the right hire for them at the right moment. A couple of years ago, when Rich Passaccia took over for John Gruden, the locker room wanted Rich Passaccia. Mark Davis didn't go with it. He hired Josh McDaniels. It was a complete disaster. So this time around, he's listening to his players. And what did his players say? Devontae Adams about Antonio Pierce said he embodies what it means to be a Raider and that mentality, that swag, and all things that he endorses is the things that I believe in. Max Crosby, there's only 32 head coaches in the whole world, so you've got to find a leader of men. And when you've got one of them in the building, I don't know why you would let them go. And then Josh Jacobs with AP, I am definitely 100% in. However it looks, whatever it looks like. Um, when we look at what he was able to accomplish down the stretch with this Raiders team, he was 5-4 and four in nine games, 3-1 and one in the division. When he took over through the end of the season, the Raiders led the NFL with fewest points per game allowed, only 16. They recorded the most defensive touchdowns, 4. They had the fewest penalties with 31. And they tied for third in sacks with 30, and they outscored their opponents 206 to 144 during that span. He's a guy they can rally around. I think this is the right hire at the right time for them. We'll see how it works out going into the future. The Detroit Lions. Now, this is strange because Ben Johnson, we know that he is very wanted. I think, you know, the most likely landing spot is the Commanders because they just hired 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters as their GM. Um, and he really likes Ben Johnson. So I think that's where it ends up. But he has scheduled interviews today with the Panthers and Commanders and then tomorrow with the Chargers and Seahawks. He plays on Sunday in the early time slot. That seems like that's a problem. I know that these guys have to, these franchises have to get their guy in quickly and they have to make something happen and it's a quick turnaround. But it seems like a flawed system to have a guy who's supposed to coach offense at the highest of levels on a Sunday having four interviews on Friday and Saturday combined. Like, is his mind going to be in the right place? Obviously, he may do Zoom. He may take private planes to go visit these people and do and conduct the interviews. But I think that's a flawed system. That That's way too much on his plate at this current moment with a massive home playoff game coming up for the Lions. The Washington Commanders. Um, so, the Washington Commanders. I uh, I don't know what to say about this, but we have to throw it back to the Redskins day for this one. Have you seen the Jay Gruden and RG3 beef? So, RG3 was on Twitter, or X, I should say, talking about Jay Gruden and how they had beef and they Jay Gruden never really used him the right way. And Jay Gruden said he was too athletic and too good And Jay Gruden didn't know how to use them or whatever. 
Jay Gruden, apparently, he is all over Twitter X at this point, and he's just going after RG3. He had a deleted tweet that read, you weren't good enough. This was in response to RG3's tweet, by the way. You weren't good enough. Kirk was better. Cleveland didn't want you. Baltimore didn't either. Quit blaming me. It was a deleted tweet. I mean, just keep it up at that point. Uh, multiple people saw it. I have a picture of it right in front of me. But this is this is bad. This is ugly. Um, I think both of them need to butt out of this conversation. It's not making either of them look good. I think Jay Gruden's coming across as a complete clown show. Um, but he's got Twitter fingers these days. I don't know what else he's doing. Last time we saw him, he was coaching the uh, Washington Redskins, and he, uh, he was lighting up. Do you remember that picture? So I hope this ends quickly. The Atlanta Falcons. Uh there's a report out today um, from Maria Martin, who's the sports anchor at News Channel 11 in Atlanta. We know Bill Belichick got his second interview with Atlanta. He already met with Arthur Blank one-on-one. Arthur Blank flew him out actually last night, and they had dinner. On a, you know, They did the private jet thing. Uh, but Maria Martin said things are heating up with Bill Belichick and the Falcons, and members of Belichick's potential staff have already been reaching out to, Fal- to the Falcons to inquire about personnel. So it looks like this thing could move relatively quick, and they may have their guy already. I don't know how it's going to work out ultimately. I have my doubts. Um, But there was also a picture uh, that surfaced of Bill Belichick actually in the Chick-fil-A that is attached to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So he's in Atlanta right now. And I think Falcons fans are weirdly enough excited. I think they're letting 28-3 go, and uh, they want Bill Belichick to be be the coach for them. The Tennessee Titans. Bobby Slowick, my guy. OC for the Texans. He has interviewed or has been requested for an interview with the Titans. And quite frankly, I love it. This was sort of my dark horse for the Titans to go get offensive mind, up and coming, young, Shanahan tree. I, I, I like this for them. I, I think this could potentially work out. He's He was really good at developing C.J. Stroud. Maybe he could get something out of Levis going into next year if he is ultimately the head coach. But when you look at the the Shanahan tree, (laughs) I think you'd be stupid not to look at the Shanahan tree for a head coach. Kyle Shanahan's fantastic. Mike McDaniel has the number one offense in yards per game. McVay had the most efficient offense. Uh, Matt LaFleur has the, the that Packers team, the youngest team in the NFL in the divisional round. Uh, Shanahan, of course, number one seed with the Niners. And then Bobby Slowick helped C.J. Stroud have one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen from a quarterback. So I, I think it would be foolish not to look very hard at Bobby Slowick in the Shanahan tree if you're going to look for a head coach of the future. Now we need to get to uh, the divisional round. We have four games, three words or less. Connor, lead me into it. All right. First game, Texans at Ravens, Saturday, 4.30 Eastern time. ESPN, ABC, ESPN Plus. Baltimore is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Now, nine-and-a-half, I think that's a lot. And there was some snow falling today, um, so I think it's going to be interesting. Texans are going to have to run the ball pretty substantially. But my three words, next week looms. I think the Ravens fly through this. I think they fly through this. Texans, uh, or the Ravens fly through this. The Texans are not ready to compete at this type of level on the road, in the snow, in the cold. I, I know what they did to the Browns, the number one defense through the regular season last week. I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But the Ravens have been phenomenal defensively and offensively. They can pace the game. They can limit your possessions. I really think that the Ravens run through this game. I don't know if they cover nine and a half. That's a big spread for the NFL. Um, but what I mean by next week looms is, you know who the other divisional matchup is in the AFC? 
Chiefs or the Bills? These are teams that are really good, or at least the Chiefs are, very good in the playoffs, and they have two elite quarterbacks leading their franchise. So the Ravens, they can't get caught up looking past the Texans, but damn, as soon as that game ends, you better start hitting the film study because this is a massive, massive year for Lamar Jackson. He needs to get through. I want to see him do well in the playoffs so he can put that stigma to the side, but next week looms for the Baltimore Ravens. Packers at 49ers, Saturday, 8-15 Eastern on Fox. San Francisco is a a 9.5-point favorite. Uh, My three words, this is easy. 49ers are going to roll. Come on. Stop playing with yourself. They're a great defense. Um, People can talk about rest versus rust. I'm not going to buy into that. They got to get a little more healthy using their their, uh, wild card buy. Um, And the Packers uh, played well against the Cowboys. But... The reason they did that is because they could pace the offense so well with the run game. 49ers are not going to let that happen. They're just not. And I think Brock Purdy, looking at what he does with the play action, uh, this could be a big Christian McCaffrey game. They're at home. I think they're going to be able to pace and run over the Packers. And the reason that this is easy, my three words, no Cowboys, no Eagles. If you go check FanDuel right now, 49ers to win the NFC, it's minus 180. That's nuts. There's four teams left in the NFC right now. Like, I I can't see the Lions beating the 49ers unless something happens with, with, you know, injuries like Brock Purdy got hurt last year. Can't see the Bucs beating them. I can't see the Packers beating them. I think this is the fast track for the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl um, and have a chance to win it. Bucs at Lions, Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, NBC. Detroit is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, legend Dan Campbell. Those are my three words. I, I I can't believe what he's done. Like, when he got hired, we're talking about biting kneecaps. This is an insane person. This is a football guy, but he's insane. He's never he never called plays. He's been a tight ends coach wherever he went. That was, the, that was what we're talking about. But the culture he's instilled, the belief he's instilled, the type of players coach he is, to see the Lions in the divisional round at home they won the NFC North for the first time ever. Won a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. This will be, in my opinion, when the Lions win, because I think they will beat the Buccaneers. They only have in their history, the Lions, one other NFC championship appearance when they lost to the Redskins in 1991. If they get to the NFC championship, Dan Campbell's a legend in Detroit forever. No matter how the rest of this this whole tenure goes, he is sort of the cream of the crop, rises to the top. He is the guy for the Lions. So legend Dan Campbell. Those are my three words. Chiefs at Bills, the big game of the weekend. Sunday, 6.30 Eastern Time. CBS. Buffalo is a two and a half point favorite. Josh Pat showdown. That's it. Josh Pat showdown. Those are my three words. Patrick Mahomes going on the road for the first time in his playoff career. He's done really well against the, the, the Bills, the Bills in his, uh, in his career in the playoffs. Um, thrown for 300 yards, hasn't had a turnover. Uh, I think it's a different time, though. I think this is a different time. I am going to just generally project the Bills to win two and a half. I think they could potentially cover at home. They're going to have to get the Bills Mafia out there to shovel more snow and do the whole thing. The Chiefs, if they're going to win this game, they have to take advantage of Josh Allen turnovers. They have to put him into bad situations. They've done a good job of that all year. In my opinion, they've been the most timely defense in the NFL this year. 
But can they do that against a Bills team that's hungry to get past them? Against a Bills team that is tired of how the past has gone. It's gone consistently against them when they play this Chiefs team. And this Chiefs team, let's be honest about it. They don't have the Travis Kelsey of old. This is an older Travis Kelsey. Less productive. They don't have a guy in Juju Smith-Schuster last year who was huge. He had 900 yards. People forget about that last year. He had 900 yards. Their leading receiver so far this year is Rasheed Rice outside of Travis Kelsey. Then you have Justin Watson and Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore. They just don't have the wide receiver corps, the targets for Patrick Mahomes to take advantage of as he has done in the past. So I think the Bills win this, but this is by far, and based on where it's uh, it's placed, uh, the NFL knows this um, because it's the Sunday late game in the 5:30 window. This is the biggest matchup of the year, most intriguing matchup of the year, and likely of the playoff season before we get to the Super Bowl. So, Josh Pat showdown are my three words for that game that we'll see at 5:30 on Sunday. But after an incredible NFL Super Wildcard weekend, we're on to the divisional round for these teams. It's win or go home. But you always have a spot in the playoffs with Fanduel, America's number one sports book. Fanduel has so many ways for you to pick up a W. New customers can get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit Fanduel.com slash Gabe K, G-A-B-E-K. Again, G-A-B-E-K. That is my promo code to join today. That's Fanduel.com slash G-A-B-E-K. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. Must be 21 plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Now, we're going to go with a very bizarre story when we get to small talk here in just a second. Um, the Athletic has tremendous writers. Tremendous writers. And I want to give them credit for what they've been able to do over the years. But there's a guy by the name of Fred Katz. He writes for the New York Knicks. And he published a story today about OG Ananobi. And he put it on Twitter or on X. And he made a fooey with the first link that he posted. He ended up deleting the tweet. But I'll tell you what link he posted. Not good. Not good. We'll discuss when we return. All every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services. Reputable service available seven days a week. Now, Fred Katz. Fred Katz is a writer for The Athletic. He covers the Knicks. And he has 62,000 followers. A lot of them Knicks fans who are waiting on every article he drops. And he dropped an article today about OG Ananobi, a totally real story about OG Ananobi, the former Knicks uh, who returned to MSG on Saturday, talking about Emmanuel quickly, um, and, and a trade working out well for everyone, including the people who click on this link. The reason he had to uh, go ahead and say this link is because his first attempt at posting his story did not go as planned. When he originally posted the story, those 62,000 uh, followers that wanted to go click that link to go read about OG Ananobi, you can only imagine their surprise when they were sent to the porn site Chatterbait.com. Chatterbait.com is the first link that he posted to go read about OG Ananobi. And all I can think of is this is, a, is bad a mess up from a journalist that I've seen since Jeffrey Tubin on that infamous Zoom call in 2020. This is about as bad as it gets. 
Now, he did sort of make fun of himself by saying clicking this link. But, dude, check out which ones you have copied. Why do you have it copied anyway? What are you doing? First How off, did this happen? And here's the other thing. I, I went and sort of checked the, the, the receipts on how he posted it. It was from his laptop. It wasn't even from his phone. What's going on here, Fred? I've got many thoughts here. Okay? Let's go. Listen, we're close on this show. People listen yes, to us come every on. day. What the? First off, what are you doing using chatter? What? <laughs> Can Listen, we open man. a dialogue about Can we what, have a yeah. dialogue about the website that you're using? First off, what the hell? I don't need Okay. <laughs> Why that? Yes, That's yes. super weird. Two, laptop, phone. That's a phone activity. You go on private browsing and you and you delete the evidence, okay? <laughs> that clarity post? Yeah, you don't want to be on your laptop when that happens. All right? It's ridiculous that you're using your laptop. That's strike number 2. <laughs> Maybe the X URL confused him when he was on trying to post on Twitter. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it saying X confused him. He thought he was in the right place. I guess. But like, really, chatter? That's what we're that's what we're using. Chatterbait. Here? I can't get like come on. Come on. I listen, I don't know what I don't know if I could take your take seriously anymore. Yeah. OG Ananobi story. Everybody clicked on it and got surprised by the uh chatterbait profile they were on. And it was for a specific profile. Right. <laughs> a very specific one. <laughs> he clearly subscribes to. But Fred, brother, I, you're not going to live this one down. There's going to be an internal investigation at the Athletic to see what see what was afoot here. Just a mistake. It's a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. But this is a pretty substantial mistake. You know what I was talking about with the Jeffrey Tubin thing in 2020, right? I don't. The, the most recent one's Whitlock. Well, you well that one was different. I'm, we just don't you don't remember Jeffrey Jeffrey Tubin is a writer for the New Yorker. We're I don't for remember the New this. Yorker, and he 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 masturbated on a Zoom call. Oh, okay, yes. yes. This is about as bad of a mess up from an from a from a journalist. He certainly created a mess, didn't he? <laughs> from a journalist that I've seen since then. Like it's been a while. Was that was 2020. People weren't used to Zoom. You know, I guess we could give him a, <laughs> we could give Jeffrey Tubin a little bit of a pass on that one. Fred, brother, copy and paste is pretty straightforward. You can see what you pasted. Yeah. You know what the what the site is that you just pasted. And he must like whatever whoever that profile is. He must like to chat. Must be a fan. Must be a fan. Is it like a I have no idea. I, I genuinely I don't, don't know. know. Like I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. It's I'm the, a simple man. It's Connor. the type of I'm a simple that man. That website is the type of ad that pops up on the other website <laughs> that you just that you just assume is spam and it's going to take all of your information. The fact that he's even is it like a live on it stream is deal? insane. I have no idea. Is he actually chatting? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, James Dolan improved. Oh gosh, that on that note, good lord, Connor, nice. Good We're one. all close here. Singer. We're friends. Um, but Fred Katz, I'm glad you, <laughs> glad you figured really it out. He's excited about OG. <laughs> yeah, he is. And I do get a kick out of his first, uh, the first line in his uh, tweet when he posted the article was, when everyone is happy, everyone is happy in a perfectly appropriate way. Appropriate. Very appropriate. All right, let's go ahead and get to the third hour. We're going to start it. Uh, I'm talking with Rob Fisher. We need to talk some Grizzlies. So that is going to be next. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.